Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to this week's recording of Redeemer Church of Knoxville's Sunday Sermon. We're really glad to have you with us because we know that there are a million different podcasts that you could be listening to right now. So we're thankful that you've chosen to spend some of your day with us. We hope that this recording will be an encouragement to you and that God, by his spirit, will use his word to remind you of Jesus' love. If you would like to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. To do that, please email us at office at redeemerknoxville.org. We also want to give a quick thank you shout out to Evie Andrus and Parker Green, who you hear playing our awesome intro and outro music here each week. Lastly, if you'd like to support Redeemer and her mission to Urban and University Knoxville, please visit www.redeemerknoxville.org and look for the little give button in the top right corner. Thank you so much, and here is this week's sermon. Well, if you have a Bible and you would like to follow along with me, you can do so by turning to Luke chapter 2. We're going to be looking uh, this morning at verses 8 through 22 as we look once again at this glorious song of old. All right, so with that in mind, let's look together. Luke chapter 2. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Would you pray with me now for the teaching? Heavenly Father, uh, once again, we are thankful that you're a God not hidden nor silent, but one who delights to make yourself known to us. And you and your kindness and mercy have done that um, in your word and by your spirit. And ultimately, you've done it in the person and work of Jesus. And so this morning, as we pause uh, in our day and we think about you and we come to your word, we ask that your spirit would be kind and that you would show us lovely things of you in this your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, I hope uh, this Christmas season has been magical for most of you. I hope that all the candies and the presents and the fireworks and the laser shows and the Lego sets and the puppies and the kittens and the goldfish and the ferrets and the footballs and the basketballs and the sausage balls and family and European vacations and Mediterranean cruises and go-karts and socks and undershirts and oranges that were under the tree this morning or everything that you ever dreamed of and imagined. Uh, because this is a magical, beautiful time of the year, as the Beeb says. It's the most beautiful time of the year. Lights fill the streets, spreading so much cheer. It's magical. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And I hope that many of you have experienced just a little bit of the magic of Christmas as well. Uh, but it's also true that for some of us, maybe the Grinches among us, as we get older, some of that magic and some of that which is extraordinary seems to fade away into sort of the ordinary. And, and that might bother some of us at Christmas because at Christmas, everything's supposed to be amped up. Everything's supposed to be over the top. Everything's supposed to be turned up to 11. Everything's supposed to stop. And it's supposed to be amazing. And yet at times, it's just normal. At times, it's just ordinary. And yet what's really magical about Christmas isn't so much how extraordinary everything is, but how ordinary it actually was. And, and Christmas is meant to sort of help us see the glory in the ordinary. I want you to think with me about this amazing story and the way it begins in verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, when you think about this, the shepherds were just doing their ordinary thing. The shepherds were doing what shepherds do. They were doing their job. They were taking care of business. And they didn't expect anything out of the ordinary to happen. They hadn't been receiving Christmas cards uh, since uh, Thanksgiving. They, they didn't have a Christmas tree there in the middle of their tent. The, the stockings hadn't been hung with care. They were just out in their fields doing what shepherds do. There wasn't much extraordinary about that first Christmas. They were in their fields, keeping watch of the flock by night, living their normal, ordinary lives. And then boom, right? Verse 13, an angel of the Lord, and a choir of angels filled the sky, and they sing glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And we see this thing, this, this light kind of breaking into the darkness and, and songs beginning to fill the sky and heaven begins to make its presence felt and heard among us. Now we might say that that would feel a little bit extraordinary, but maybe it's just the ordinary of heaven. Maybe that's the way things really are and the way things ought to be. Maybe it's just normal to praise God. Maybe it's, it's normal to be filled with a song. Maybe it's normal to be filled with joy and praise. And maybe that's just the ordinary, normal culture of heaven. To be filled with praise and joy and song and delight in God and who he is and what he has done and what he will do. Maybe that's the ordinary of heaven. 
And, and last night, as we looked at Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, we, we talked about how that is this vision of how the world has received Jesus. There, there was no room for him in the end. There were no choirs. There were no parades. There were no songs. Why not? Because the world, when it received Jesus, didn't see anything special. It just saw an ordinary little child being born as thousands of other children had been born. But it's not what the angels saw. What the angels saw was that God had actually come down and become a child. When they saw the child in the manger, they saw God himself. God there in the manger crying. God there longing for his mother. God crying for food. God rubbing his eyes as he slept. God playing with his belly button. They saw God as a child when the world only saw the child. But they saw God in this normal thing, this child who'd become vulnerable and needing the care of his parents. And when they saw this, they, they cried out, right? Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God because this is what God does. Glory to God in the highest because he has become low. Glory to God in the highest because he has become a man. Glory to God in the highest because he has entered into his creation. He's entered into this normal world in which we live. And all of heaven came to gather and see and watch what God would do as they praised him. Glory to God in the highest. And why is it that God would then do this? You see it in verse 14. To bring peace on earth with whom he is pleased. Jesus, right, came. He, he was born into this ordinary world to bring heaven to earth. He was born in this normal world because he cared about our normal, ordinary existence. He was born so that we might know him and so that we might know that we have peace with God right now in our normal, ordinary days of struggle and sorrow and joy and laughter and weeping, that we would know that we can have peace with God right now by faith in Jesus. And this God who has come to us. And what I want you to see is that, that Jesus came into this normal, ordinary world. This, this world that normally, ordinarily lacks peace. This world that is normally, ordinarily controlled by the powerful. Oh, oh, a world in which under Roman authority, normally, ordinarily, if you stepped out of line, you could pay with your life. This normal, ordinary life that is filled with wars and rumors of wars. God has entered into this normal, ordinary way of life. And he stepped in and, and, and the heavens see it and the heavenly hosts begin to cry out, glory to God in the highest. Because the one to whom we are all responsible the one who made us, the one to whom we must give an account the one that has never wronged us, and yet the one whom we have continued to wrong. The one who has every right to shun us, 
to shame us, to cast us aside, to be against us. He came to us. And he came to us not to destroy us, not to beat us up, but he came to bring peace. He's a God who doesn't avoid those who have a problem with him. He's a God who comes near to bring peace. He's a God who doesn't turn his back on us, but what does he do? He becomes one of us by making peace through the blood of his cross. And and what we see is that we have this God who came into the world to show us that the normal, ordinary way of heaven is the way of peace. And what is the way that peace will then be established? It is by his grace. It's by his mercy. It is through forgiveness. These things that are so hard for us to do. And yet this thing that God is willing to do, this ordinary thing of forgiving, this ordinary thing of making peace, this ordinary way of of showing grace. And yet it's this thing that we're so hard at, it's so hard for us to do. It's this thing that is so lacking in all of us. And, And what God does this, well, his name is Jesus. And when Jesus comes into the world to bring this peace, the the heavens see what he is doing and they shout out, they scream out, they cry, they sing glory to God in the highest. And one of the things I think is really amazing is just this ordinary way in which he does it. He does it by becoming one of us to do what is hard for us to do. He does it by becoming a man and and living the life that that we all are supposed to live. He was tempted, the Bible says, in every way that we are, and yet he was without sin. He suffered just like all of us suffer. He was sad just like all of us get sad. He laughed like all of us laugh. He endured like we have to endure. He was harassed. He was burdened. He was hungry. And like all men, he died. A normal life, an ordinary life. He he would pray like we pray. He would worship like we worship. And and there were days in which he struggled. He He was hungry. He had nowhere to lay his head. If he got scratched, he would really bleed. If he was sad, he would really cry. If he got tired, he would really sleep. And, and, and what the Bible and the theology of the scriptures are teaching us is that he became everything that we are so that we might become everything that he is. Right? He came to bring peace when we were filled with war. He came to love when we were filled with hate. He came to bring freedom when we found ourselves in captivity. He, he came to bring healing uh, when we found ourselves sick. And he comes to bring life where there's death. And to make it a little bit more glorious and a little bit more ordinary, I want you to think about the way, one of the chief ways the Bible talks about Jesus. Jesus is the good shepherd. 
And I don't know if you've thought about that before, but Jesus is the good shepherd. And so think about this story. At the very beginning of Jesus' story, what do we see but these lonely shepherds? Bored, sitting on a hill, watching their sheep in the middle of the night, away from the cities, alone. And Jesus comes into the world to become one of them, to be the good shepherd. And Jesus is the good shepherd who then watches over his flock both day and night. Jesus is the one who who shepherds us in such a way that, that not a hair can fall from our heads without the will of our Father in heaven. He's the one who watches over every part of our normal, ordinary lives in order to make every ordinary part of our lives holy unto him. And so now we're about to come to this ordinary table, table made of wood like many tables. And then on this table, ordinary things, uh, bread and wine, things we eat and drink almost every day. And he feeds us with himself, with his sacrifice. And I want you to think about that sacrifice. That the good shepherd watches over his sheep in such a way that he does not want to lose any of them. He doesn't want to lose the ones that run away from him. He doesn't want to lose the ones that bite him. He doesn't want to lose the ones that don't care for him. And so what does he do? But the great shepherd, the good shepherd, becomes a sheep. He becomes one of us and dies in our place. He doesn't even want to lose his sheep to their sin. But he bears it for us so that the good shepherd might make peace with his sheep. And as the angels watch the good shepherd become a sheep, they sing glory to God. Glory to God in the highest because of the peace that God is making. 